Go ahead. My name is Mia, and I'm eight years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he died for us and created us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to Earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. Miss Alicia, Miss Alicia. Is it finally time to swim for the whole Bible? Uh, let's welcome the boys and girls to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast first. Oh, hey boys and girls. Hey, Harold. Are we going to do a puzzle together? What are you doing with all those puzzle pieces? I was hoping you'd look at this piece here and tell me what picture the puzzle piece fits into. Well, it has a red smudge and a white one, and I don't know. How about if I give you one more piece, or the pile of all the pieces? I can't tell what the picture is without fitting all the pieces together first. You're right, Finn. And Bible stories are kind of like puzzle pieces, really neat on their own. But they don't always make sense unless we see how they all fit together in God's big story of the whole Bible. Like a few weeks ago, when you said there were sixty-six books and the one big book of the Bible. Right. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about lots of little stories in the Bible and how they show us the one big story of God loving us and coming to rescue us from our sin, so that we can live with Him forever, and not just us, but people from every nation on earth and out of the sea. I'll also be putting some pictures on my website. AliciaYoder.com, so that the boys and girls can see drawings that go along with all the stories we're going to be talking about. And Harold and I can take them out on my mom's wayphone. Cool. Let's start by talking to God. Lord, thank you for all you're going to be teaching us about your Word these next few weeks. Would you open our hearts to know you more and lead us to trust and obey you? Amen. Okay, now most stories begin with "Once upon a time," but we have to start way before then because God doesn't have a beginning. He has been, is, and always will be there. But the world had a beginning. Do you know the first verse in the Bible, Finn? Yep, Genesis one one says, "In the beginning." God created the heavens and the earth. This was the beginning of time and of God's creation of the earth. On the first day, God separated light from darkness, and on the fourth day, He made the sun, moon, and stars. On day two, He separated the sky from the waters, and on the fifth day, 
He made birds for the air and sea creatures for the sea. Like yellow tang fish. That's right. On the third day, God made dry land, and on day six, he made animals to live on the dry ground. But he didn't just create animals on day six. He also created the first man. God spoke to form most of the creation, but he formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed his breath of life into him. God's purpose is that his glory would be known. Can you read this verse in Habakkuk 2.14, Finn? For the world will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea. Thanks. God wants his glory to be displayed in all of creation. And he decided to use man as an instrument to do that. The purpose of man is to be one with God in what he wants to do and who he wants us to be. Man is created in God's image for a specific purpose, which makes him different from the rest of creation. What does it mean to have a purpose? That's a great question, Finn. A purpose is like a reason that God created us, so that we can act like Him and enjoy Him as we do the things He wants us to do. God made people to be rational, have creative thought, and make choices. That's why Adam and Eve were created. Man was meant to know the weight of the glory of the Lord. What's the glory of the Lord? That sounds like some bright, scary thing. Well, it's true that in the Bible, when people see a vision of God on his throne with all the creatures and angels praising him, it does make them overwhelmed. But God's glory is also just talking about how amazing He is and doing everything because we love Him and want to be like Him. When Adam and Eve were made, they were naked and were perfect and had no shame in all that they did. They could be in God's presence as He walked with them in the garden He had placed them in and experience true friendship with God. They could love each other perfectly and have perfect emotions as they talk to each other and to their Creator. Adam and Eve had no need to worry because everything they did was pleasing to God. God gave Adam and Eve only these commandments, to fill up the earth, to be in charge of the creatures of the earth, and not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, a tree that God had placed in the garden. What do you think it would be like to have a perfect relationship with God? Well, I probably wouldn't get angry and yell at my little sister, Brooke, because she wouldn't do anything mean, like checking out by my chocolate chip Audi cookie after dinner. It would be cool to swim with God and talk with Him whenever I wanted to. Well, one day, Eve was in the garden and a serpent which was the devil, approached her. He questioned God's commands and made Eve doubt. The serpent told her that she could be like God if she ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't do it, Eve! She wanted to be like God and ate the fruit, giving some to her husband beside her. 
This temptation caused Adam and Eve to commit the first sin in the world. The moment Adam and Eve sinned, their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. They felt the need to sew leaves together to cover themselves. Now there was shame between each other and before God. Adam couldn't have a perfect relationship with Eve, and they were immediately separated from God. They experienced spiritual death, and God saw them in their death. But even after Adam and Eve sinned, God came like He always did to walk with them in the garden. Do you think God knew Adam and Eve had sinned? I guess He probably did, because because God and knows and sees everything. I think He should have stopped them. Even though God knew where they were, He still asked, Where are you? And who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Adam and Eve heard God's voice as they felt ashamed. They made excuses and tried to put the blame on each other. The consequences for their sin were great. Can you read Genesis 3.23? Sure. So the Lord God drove the man out of the Garden of Eden. He sent the man to farm the ground he had been made from. They were separated from God. They had to leave the garden work the cursed ground, and Eve would experience pain and childbearing. God sent them out of the garden so that they would not eat of the tree of life and live forever in their sin. Their relationship with God was completely broken off, and sin continued to poison the family. In Adam, all people would experience spiritual death, and sin filled the earth. How do you think Adam and Eve felt now, separated from God and the beautiful garden? Have you ever lost something precious that you miss now? They probably wish they could go back in time and try again. Like when I dropped the bag of seaweed their mother gave me. When it goes floating in all directions of the house. All the kids in my class are me to swim their seahorse. And then they don't get to enjoy being friends with him. If it were me instead of God, it would have been easy for me to leave Adam and Eve and start over. But God didn't forget about the two people he had created. Adam and Eve were able to have two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain became jealous of Abel over a sacrifice, and Cain decided to murder his brother. That's so awful! But Adam and Eve were blessed with another child named Seth, and he became one of God's special children. As Adam and Eve's family began to multiply, eventually there were a great number of people. But in Genesis 6, all of their thoughts were on evil. And the earth was filled with sinners. God called out a man named Noah from among these evil people and told him that he was going to flood the earth, but preserve the human race through him, so there could keep being humans on the earth. Noah was a preacher of righteousness and obeyed God many years by building an enormous ark. After the flood destroyed everyone, everyone but the eight people in his family, 
God commanded Noah to fill the earth again. When Noah built an altar to God, God sent a rainbow in the sky and established a covenant or special promise with Noah. Never again would he flood the earth to destroy everyone. Noah and his family filled up the earth as God commanded and lived as one nation. Shem was one of Noah's sons, and he continued God's line of the special people of his promise. Hmm, why didn't God just destroy all the people and start over? Why do you think, Finn? Well, it could have started over when Adam and Eve messed everything up, but he didn't. Maybe he wanted us to know that he doesn't give up easily. That's a good thought, Finn. God kept pursuing his people day after day, but the people began to do evil again. Could you read Genesis 11, 1 to 4, Finn? Won't these people ever learn? The whole world had only one language, and everyone spoke it. They said to one another, Come on, let's make bricks and bake them well. They used tar to hold the bricks together. Come, And then they said, Come on. Let's build a city for for ourselves. Let's build a tower that reaches to the sky. We'll make a name for ourselves. Then we'll be scared over the whole earth. In Genesis eleven four, the people wanted to make a name for themselves and make their name great, rather than make God's name great. So they built a city and tried to build a tower up to the sky. But God still stayed with them. He didn't destroy them, but instead confused their languages. It caused the people to move away from each other and was the beginning of nations. Have you ever tried to speak to someone who didn't speak the same language as you? When I was in the country of Romania, my dad and I stayed with a pastor and his family. Their little girl didn't know much English, So we had to use our hands a lot by pointing and acting things out to try to communicate. Sometimes we just couldn't figure it out, and it would be so frustrating. Yeah, last school year, we had a student in our class named Gomer. He's a goopy fish who can change color. And everyone was excited he was there. He also could show us how it could change from green to to brown to blue. But when he opened his mouth, it was really hard to understand because he came from a different part of the ocean. Some of the fishermen in class made fun of him and some stopped trying to talk to him because it was too confusing. But I tried to help him when he got confusion English class. And he taught me some cool words like Arava, that we could see each other when class was over. That's cool, Finn. I'm glad you didn't give up on getting to know Gomer when many of the others had. Well, our time is almost done for today, and next week our focus is going to shift a little bit. We aren't going to talk about world history, but instead talk about one man in one family. Maybe he won't make God so angry, like Adam and the, and the people who live near Noah, and those people living a tower to heaven did. Even though the people kept sinning, God kept going after them and loving them. But could God keep loving them forever? Come back next week and we'll find out more. I have to wait until next week.
can't you tell me if a guy gives up on the man and his family? Next week, Finn. But in the meantime, if you still have your underwater colored pencils and paper, why don't you draw some pictures to go along with our story today? If you draw pictures each week, we could even tape them together at the end so that you'll have God's big story to put up in your room. <laughs> a great idea. But I'll ask my mom to get underwater tape. The next time we go to Wavemark, yours will stick underwater. Okay, Miss Alicia, see you soon, raccoon. Oh, Finn. Oh, hey, parents. If your children would like to help me out with the Jesus is Better podcast, you can go to my website, aliciayoder.com, A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-O-D-E-R.com, and click on my picture. If you fill out the contact form telling me they're interested, I'll send you the two steps to send me a recording of your child saying their name, age, and why Jesus is better than anything else. Okay. It's a piece of cake. Okay, talk to you next time.